Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everybody, welcome to Liquid Lunch. This is That Channel. We are in downtown Toronto, 600 Bay Street. I am filling in for Hugh Riley, who is filling in for Chris Telford. And uh, I'm very happy to be here today. We have a really special guest. His name is Paul Lee. He's a, a bit of an expert on dementia, Alzheimer's, and um, we're, he's also the spokesperson for the Toronto Alzheimer's Association. Yep. And you have some speaking engagements coming up that we want to talk about. So, Paul, why don't you just say hi to everybody out there in Internet land, and, and you can tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. How you doing? I'm here. I'm alive. I have vascular dementia. Uh, 2008, I suffered a massive stroke, which left me with many deficits, uh, cognitive, visual. Um, I have no physical uh, deficits, but uh, I do struggle. Uh, when I had the stroke, they don't know why. And even now, they don't know why. It's, uh, it's kind of a mystery. And they gave me all kinds of pills just in case. Uh, and I'm still taking them because I feel if I stop, then maybe something will happen again. Uh, so in your case, you had a stroke? Yeah. Um, and then you were diagnosed with vascular dementia? Yeah. Are there other ways that people... Uh, get dementia there is a disease dementia which is different in the sense that it's uh, the brain starts to die off the same as vascular dementia the, the cells are starved of oxygen and they die off it's all the same path there's no cure everyone is different uh, some are more extremes some are just minor cognitive issues but uh, as I said they're both basically the same mm -hmm. and yeah it's very interesting to me um, my mother was actually diagnosed with Lewy body dementia oh yeah Robin Williams had that and unfortunately he took his life because he didn't want to put his family through anymore yeah um, I know that uh, there's a lot of uh, there's an, a, a, a lot of different attitudes that go with um, what happens when uh, a friend or a family member is diagnosed with something like dementia. And uh, I remember um, my family being very upset yeah. at the way that my mother was speaking. And so, but for me, I was not upset because I... Um, I think it would be silly to take uh, an illness personally, um, but 
I guess one of the problems with Alzheimer's and with dementia, in my opinion, is actually that a person is being medicated or helped almost based on the uh, reactions of their family and friends who are, are not able to not take um, their for forgetfulness personally or hallucinations personally or their um, physical situation. What do you think of that? It's un Unfortunately, it's a commonplace. Uh, it's a lack of understanding and willing to learn about what's uh, going on. Uh, this is... Uh, what Alzheimer's society is all about, making awareness. And uh, there are some rare cases where uh, people can become violent. My brother had it, uh, and unfortunately he got uh, violent. Uh, he was diagnosed in September of 2012, and uh, January of 2013 he passed away. Mm -hmm. Very quick, very fast. And... Uh, he was violent. The police came a couple of times and took him away. But uh, that's the reason why I want my story to be heard, because uh, I'm, I'm kind of a unique case. I, I survived, and I'm willing to talk about it. Uh, a lot of families, it's taboo. Uh, forgetfulness. Uh, they, they think, what's the matter? Are you crazy? Are you nuts? Uh, I remember I was asking someone for um, directions, and within a couple of minutes, I forgot. So I went back and asked him, and he looked at me and he says, what are you, stupid? Mm -hmm. You know, like, give me a break. Um, I find that very interesting. I find that very interesting because, and I'm so happy that we're talking about this, because a lot of the problems with with mental illness or with dementia or what happens um, when you get old is is that precise attitude. So when my family became very upset about my mother's condition, uh, it's kind of like when you came and you introduced yourself to me, you said, I, I have vascular dementia, I had a stroke, but I'm physically just fine. Yeah. And um, as we grow old, we deteriorate. Uh, some people... What do you think of this? Um, some people deteriorate physically, and some people deteriorate mentally. Exactly. But um, dementia is the disease, uh, vascular, Louis Bado. Um, these are all um, difficult to take, and it's happening to younger people. Okay? It's not just the middle age uh, up to 70s, 80s, 90s. It's happening to people in the 50s, which is very scary. And a lot of it has to do with the lifestyle. Uh, smoking is one of the biggest. Uh, I used to smoke. I smoked for 52 years. Mm -hmm. And uh, end of uh, June 2014, that was it. I quit. No withdrawals, no nothing. Excellent. And tell us, how, how did you do that? First of all, I, I think you have to be mentally ready. To, to do this. I tried patch, uh, hypnosis, uh, gum. I tried everything, and it didn't help. Uh, my supplier quit for uh, health reasons, and I had a couple cartons left, and uh, when that was gone, I just talked myself into not smoking anymore. Mm -hmm. And 
I didn't put on any weight, mm -hmm. which was nice. Uh, there was no withdrawals, no cravings, no nothing. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you have a message for the youth. Oh yeah. Uh, regarding smoking and the possibility of that leading to early onset dementia. Well, the Heart and Stroke Association has, a couple of weeks ago, they said definitively that smoking can lead to dementia. And with the Alzheimer's Society of Toronto, they've been saying the same thing for years. And uh, for after my 52 years of smoking, I have a mild case of COPD, which uh, is kind of frustrating at times, but I'm paying the price. So for the young people, quit smoking. Stop. Do whatever you can and get help from your family and friends. It's important for your life because it can lead to dementia or other problems with the heart. Yeah, I like to say to the youth, don't start. And if you have, you know, quit now because you have a better chance of being able to quit. Oh, yeah. Uh, once you've been smoking for 10 or 15 years, it's near impossible. It's not impossible, but near impossible. Now, you're actually going to be speaking to youth at a special symposium yep. at uh, Ryerson University uh, this coming fall on September 30th. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what that's going to be about? Because I think it's awesome that you're going to be um, talking to the youth. Uh, preventative medicine is uh, overlooked, I think. Yeah. Um. I'm not, I don't know too much about it right now. I'm getting more details uh, in, further into the summer. Uh, but there's going to be experts from the UK, from the States, and Canada. Um, and it's to address uh, youth awareness uh, about the effects of dementia and what it does to a family, what it does to you. Um, and then I'm part of a panel. There's uh, other individuals uh, uh, who are doctors and uh, um, that sort of thing. Uh, I'm going to ask you this. What kind of services, um, if, uh, if there's somebody out there watching and they uh, have a, a Alzheimer's or dementia themselves or a family member, um, what kinds of services are out there for people to be able to go to to get more information or to get support? It's very good that you ask this because when I was released from the hospital after the stroke, uh, because I looked normal and I kept on saying, you know, can I go home? No, you can't. Can I go home? No, you can't. Uh, so I was not given any contact information. I was not given any uh, information about support groups or anything else. I had to uh, learn to do things again, folding clothes, cooking. I mean, I screwed up so many times. Um, the aluminum covers for the, for the elements, the burners, I guess I went through about 10 sets because I kept melting them. Yeah. Um, so, with the Alzheimer's uh, Society, they have supports for Caregivers, uh, family members, for those living with dementia. There's, uh, I'm part of a couple of them now. Uh, there's also Baby Boomers Club. So that's the Alzheimer's Society of Toronto. Of Toronto, yep. Alzheimer's Society of Toronto, and the Baby Boomers Club is part of Alzheimer's Society. 
Excellent. And uh, like I said, they have great support programs, and they bend over backwards to to help you and make you uh, feel part of a community again. Um, you may be living with it, but uh, they don't look at that. They look at you as a person. Yeah. And um, it's it's a great program. Yeah, I had a great time when my mom was uh, put into uh, living uh, live-in care uh, with that whole concept of just accepting it. And uh, so I hope that encourages other people out there who have family members who have Alzheimer's or dementia to, um, you know, try and go into full acceptance. Yeah. And uh, because... Uh, because you know the person who actually has the dementia or has the Alzheimer's, that's that's what they have, and they don't have a choice in the matter. Yeah. Uh, one thing, there's actually there's two things that I, I should have done, but I didn't, and uh, I regret it. One is not telling my daughter and her mother uh, that I was having difficulties, I was confusion, uh, forgetting things. I was driving, and I got mentally lost. I couldn't remember where I was. I didn't say anything to her. I should have. Also, my family doctor, who I knew for 30 years, he was like a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, I told him for four years all the classic symptoms of a stroke. Yeah. And uh, he called me a hypochondriac. Yeah. And uh, he was awarded the uh, Medal of Canada mm-hmm. uh, for his work with heart and stroke. Go figure, right? Yeah. And if I'd been diagnosed before, yeah. it would not have been as devastating as it is now. Yeah. Well, I think it's important that all of us, I'm 54, I've already had conversations with my family about my care when I get older, about what might happen and, and what kind of care and support that I would like to have. And uh, I think everybody ought to do that. Yeah, I that's think good. that. These uh, things that we call diseases, like dementia and Alzheimer's, uh, I'm afraid to me they are just other words for getting old. And yeah. uh, it's we an used interpretation. To, yeah, I mean, we used to have. Um, I would imagine that before we had these fancy names, we just had a lot of people who were getting old. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not getting older. I'm getting in, better. In various ways, me too. Now, one last thing, um, unless there's something else that you really want to talk about, I'm going to ask you about your book because you're also an author. Yeah. And if you're, tell us a little bit about your book and if people can get their hands on it. Um, the book is called Live or Die, The Struggles by the People of Haiti to Survive. Live or Die, The Struggles of the People by of the, Haiti. By the people by of the Haiti. By the people of Haiti. To survive. To survive. I was there uh, with my daughter's class, uh, school, uh, in 02, 03. It was nine days. I was there as a missionary, also uh, as a supervisor for the students. And uh, it affected me so profoundly. Um, like, I wore my emotions on my sleeve uh, writing the book. And it's all the nine days from the day we, we left to the day we came back. And uh, it's uh, an orphanage. A little girl I call Maria um, just keeps, even now, tugs at my heart. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, uh, the earthquake in 2010, um, she's not with us anymore. Neither is the orphanage. Mm-hmm. But 
Uh, when I got back, all my friends were saying, you know, what were the uh, beaches like? What were the girls like? Yeah. They had no idea. So yeah. I did a chronicle, chronological uh, of everything that went on, um, who we, where we went, who we saw, what they were like. Uh, Michael with the house, uh, St. Joe's. Um, it was great. And from 2004 to 2012, I had done bits and pieces, and it was all over different places on USB sticks and everything. Mm-hmm. So I finally put it together, and it was published in uh, 2012. Uh, it's available at Amazon. So it is on Amazon. I want to repeat the name of that, Live or Die. The Struggles by the People of Haiti the to Survive. The Struggles by the People of Haiti to Survive. Live yep. or Die, The Struggles of the People of Haiti to Struggles survive. by the people. By the people. Okay, yep. and that's going to be on Amazon. I want to thank you so much. Uh, oh, thank you. For being here. And uh, just, you know, also remind the people that are watching that you're a fine example of somebody who cares and how thank much you. you can do in your community and for yourself when you just start. Yeah. Start by caring. Yep. Right. And talk to your family and friends. There's, there's a support network that uh, you really need. Okay, Paul. Thank you for your message. No, thank you. And we will maybe see you again on the show. uh, Anytime. Maybe closer to September when you're doing your youth symposium. Yep. All right. Um, I'm going to say thank you very much for watching that channel. Thank you. Thank you for watching the Liquid Lunch Show. Next week, Hugh Riley will be back. And, uh, of course, July 1st to 7th, starting tomorrow, is our open house. So if you want to come on by to 600 Bay Street and check us out, that would be great. We'd love to see you. See, I think I'll go there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're welcome. All right. That was wonderful. Firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs, introducing the new Firehouse Pub Steak Sub with savory steak, crispy fried onions, and our rich Belgian beer cheese sauce. On tap for a limited time. Order yours at firehousesubs.com today. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax, participating locations. Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2018 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.13% of every purchase.